and preach a word this morning titled Chin Up. Chin Up. Anybody heard that? Anybody had that said to them at some stage in their life? Many times over maybe for some of us. And uh, I love the saying, chin up. I don't know that I use it overly often, but I like it. I think I say get over it more than chin up or move on um, to my boys and then chin up. But I think my dad said chin up or maybe my grandpa. Anyway, well, someone said chin up all the time and I love the, the phrase and uh, what it stands for and just the idea of pushing on, the encouragement that comes with it. Sometimes a backhanded encouragement, but the encouragement that comes with it nonetheless. And uh, so this morning we're in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24 and it says this, do you, know, uh, do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will, not, uh, that will last forever. We'll stop there. That's more than we had on the screens anyway I think. No, we're still going. Oh look at you guys go. It's all I've got too, so that's good. See, I preached out of this and used this, alluded to this um, a month ago when I preached and it's just been one of those scriptures, I don't know about you, but when I'm reading the Word, when I'm reading the Bible, there's, there's passages like this one that just from time to time stick out and just continue to keep coming back to them and keep praying about them. And, um, and this is one of those little, not really a chunk, little sliver of scripture Um, at the moment that is that for me and I've been thinking about it and the whole thing of chin up has come out of this because I've been thinking about running a race and um, not that I'm going into training to run a race in the natural, um, probably need to but it it did make me think about when I have done that in the past and it took me back to um, when I was a lot smaller, when I was a kid and doing little athletics and uh, I don't know if anybody da- has done little athletics here. Some hands up. Josh still does little athletics. Runs 10Ks before work every morning. And uh, he's a machine, so hang out with him if you want to know how to run. And uh, he'll be able to do it. But, but thinking about what it is to, to go through that motion of running a race. And uh, I was never any good at sprinting, never any good at short distance races because well, I've got a long lope of a running style, um, if you could call it style at all. Um, but it worked really well for long distance. And um, so I liked long distance. If it wasn't a four-digit number, it wasn't worth running. And, uh, and so then from there into cross-country and longer runs than that. Um, why did I say that? Not really any reason at all. But running the race and... Getting trained and at Little Aths you've got a whole bunch of parents standing around and a few designated people that are coaches but they're not really coaches, they're just there, more there to wrangle the herd of cats and um, go from there. But, but remembering back to running laps of the Oval and so when I was smaller it was 800 metres and 1500 metres were kind of the, they were the longest distances you could do and so doing them and I remember doing laps of the Oval and Hearing the word chin up, keep your chin up, look at the horizon and all these words that, that at the time don't really mean much. At the time it's just, oh, I'll look up and look where I'm going, that's all good. But, but I started to think about it as I've been reading this scripture and just thinking about this scripture and what can it mean for me today as I'm running the race 
of life that I'm running. Not just aimlessly, but pushing forward to, to win the prize. I started thinking about chin up. What, what is it? And so I did a, a little bit of research into why it's important to keep your chin up when running. And found that there's actually really no physiological reason that doesn't actually improve your running by keeping your chin up as such. Other than it relaxes you. By keeping your chin in this kind of form, instead of, you know, when you, when you start to run and you start to get exhausted, you start to get a little bit tired, start to get a bit demotivated, start to get a little bit dejected, something happens, um, especially you see it in sport and people drop their heads, all right, and then you're trying to run with your head down. What that does is that blocks up your airways, which makes it harder to breathe, which therefore makes it harder to run. You can run the same pace for a time without, with your chin down. Might not look as good, probably then look like me running, um, a little bit funny, but you can do it over a short distance, but keeping your chin up, not right up, but looking out at the horizon. The reason people do that is because it actually relaxes your throat, relaxes the muscles, creates an open airway for you to breathe consistently and easily, which maximises your output so that you can run as fast as you can for as long as you can. Chin up. And so as we're walking through life, as we're running through life, as you're looking at what's ahead of you in your life, the best way to get there is not to look at the ground, not to get all mopey and down on yourself, not to, you think, oh, I'm going to put in some hard yards, so I'm going to put my head down and go. No, keep your chin up. Keep your chin up. And you'll find that you'll be relaxed. You'll find that your maximum effort will equal your maximum output and your maximum reward. And so keep your chin up. When you move into cross-country running, and it's where I like it because it starts to get a bit more of a um, crossover between life because when you're running cross-country through Carpo Forest or um, down through Woodhouse and that, we used to do quite a few down there, and you're running through paths that have got sticks on them. They've got holes on them. It's not just running around a track that's all perfectly smooth and easy, you know exactly where you're going, but, but when you're running around through a forest, you've got potholes, you've got trees maybe falling over, sometimes I actually put obstacles there if there's no trees over there just to make it a little more challenging for you, and, but still the same applies, is instead of looking down at the obstacles, because if you're looking down at this pothole, what you're not seeing is the fact that in two more steps you've got to jump over that log, and so same thing, chin up. And it's amazing to, to when you're running through an area like that, when your head gets down, when your head goes down, it's harder to focus on what's coming up than if your head's up. See, because you can still see the pothole here. You can still see the log there right in front of you when your head's up, but when your head's down, you can't see it coming up ahead. And so I love the, the analogy in that of keep your chin up when obstacles come in life. When things happen, when, when you start to look at what's in front of you and go, oh, it's all too hard, it's, oh, I might trip over this or I might stumble over that or I might do that or maybe you, you did get caught off balance, maybe you did trip over a stick or twist an ankle in a pothole once and, and so now you're always, oh, well, I'm just going to watch where I'm going and, and make sure I'm, I'm not going to fall over anything again. No, the, the best thing you can do is to actually lift your eyes again and start running at it once again, keep your chin up. And so we need to remember as we're 
pushing through life, chin up, chin up, chin up. See, if my future involves winning the prize, I've got to keep my chin up. Not only is it easier, not only is it more efficient for me to do that, to keep my chin up, but it's actually going to mean that I can keep my eye on the prize. I can keep my eye on where I'm going, not directly in front of me. The other thing I love about Chin Up and the other thing that I've taken, um, my mind's gone to in the last week or so as I've just been chewing on this more is more around the fact of the Chin Up thing is that when I was a kid, looking up to a parent, looking up to somebody I trust, looking up to a coach, you can't look down at them. So I got Phil up at the first service. Come on, Phil, come join me up here again just because you played the role of a little child really well at the first service. And so you go straight to being a four-year-old this time instead of the front row heckling me for saying that you're taller. There we go, that's about... I'll see now, I reckon you're about three and a half, maybe. Um, but but what, what's Phil got to do to be able to look up at his parent, or to be able to see his parent, he's got to look up. See, if he looks straight ahead, where's he going? He's looking... Well, looking at his wife, which is probably a good place to look. But, but if he's down there and say, thanks, Phil. You can go sit next to your Dada. wife. Dada. Yeah. Dada. Oh, dear. But see, it's, it's different because you've got to look up further than just straight out and say, there's a slight little, you can pick me on it later. But... But there's that whole deal of when you're there as a child, there's a moment in time when you've got to look up. See, we were at the, the fringe yesterday down at um, whatever it was, Garden of Unearthly Delights and Gluttony. Um, great names to go to. Um, but we were down there with them and just watching and Riley in general in crowds. If you've seen Riley walking around the church here, he just strolls around, walks off, um, basically acts like he owns the place wherever he goes and uh, go do school, pick up, go do anything and off he goes. He's just, see you later. And uh, until he gets to the point where he can't see you anymore and then he turns around and then he just freaks immediately. There's no build up to it. I wonder where that is. I'll go look. He just looks, can't see someone that he knows and bang, it's instant. And, uh, and so walking through lots of crowds like that and he'll take off and he'll go a few metres in front of you and you can still see him but when he looks around, all he can see is waists and legs and a whole bunch of people that are a lot bigger than him. What he's got to do is he's got to look up to see his dad. What he's got to do is look up so that he can see me and then he's fine. He knows where he is. And so bringing that into Matthew 18... Three to four, and Jesus is talking, and he says this, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. See, what is it about little children? They're little. What is it about God? He's big. 
See, and whilst we may not be little children anymore, we're still little in comparison to God. God is still so much bigger. And so what do we do? We look up. What do we need to do when things get a little bit hectic? We look up. And so I love the the fact that when we're going through life, when we're faced with those potholes, when we're faced with those sticks, maybe those logs, those, those barriers, those blockades that are obstructing where we're trying to get to. See, we can look down at where we're going. We can look down at the problem. We can look down at, at the issue in front of us or we can look up. We go chin up, move on. And I love the fact that that as we do that, you know, as, as Riley looks up at me, most of the time he's not scared of what I'm about to do or say. This morning, getting in the car, he was probably a little bit scared of what I was going to do. But it was one of those moments as a parent when I don't want to get in the car and I'm going to sit there and I'm not going to hop in my seat. And it was a, a bit of an ordeal to um, just progress things along which ended up being right well that's okay if you don't want to sit in your seat you can stay home and we'll go to church and uh, the threat that straight away into the seat and away we go but then there's this there's this tension the whole way to church where Riley sat in his car seat didn't say a thing just sat there grump face on head on the shoulder (laughs) Emma turned around tried to talk to him you're gonna we're gonna talk about it buddy no and uh, basically gets like me when I'm in a bad mood, which is quite scary. Um, but thankfully, I don't get in bad moods, um, so it's all good. But uh, if you've seen me in a bad mood, then you yeah, see Riley's face looks exactly the same. But, uh, or if you haven't seen me in a bad mood, because most of you wouldn't have seen me in a bad mood, see Riley next time and go, oh, that's what John looks like. And, uh, and so that's that one there. But, but what happened was then after time Riley eventually came around and as he was going out to kids at nine o'clock he came up and he stopped he took a couple of steps stopped turned around came back came over looked up gave me a hug and said love you dad and then off he ran out to kids (laughs) so there's those there's those moments that that as a father they make you go Oh, but as, as a father in heaven, see, we've got a God who's looking down and he's waiting for that exact moment. See, as a, as a parent, what I'm wanting is to try and teach Riley to try and get him to the point of instead of having your grump on for half an hour, instead of losing your self-control and not sitting in the seat immediately and doing what you've been asked to do and all those things, there's that process of going, why can't you do it straight away? And trying to teach him to do it straight away, but looking around at all the parents here, they're going, yep, you've got years to come, I know. But there's that, that thing of, why can't you just trust me? Come back to Pastor Bruce's tithe message, Trust. And so there's, there's this deal, there's this tension in life. I find as I'm running my race, trying to get to win the prize and sometimes I'm 
a little gung-ho. Sometimes I, I'd step out and I start doing things and then I've got to remember, oh no, hang on, it's not in my strength, it's in his strength. There's moments when, when I start running the race and I'm, I'm carrying on and I can lose my self-control, I can lose other things and I get to the place of, oh God, I'm sorry, I love you. God, I'm sorry, I forgot to look up. I've been too busy trying to sort things out in my own strength. I've been too busy trying to jump over that pothole, jump over that log, run un- duck underneath that branch, do this, do that, that I've forgotten to keep my eyes on the prize. I've forgotten to keep my eyes on Jesus. I've forgotten to keep my eyes chin up on God. Because at the end of the day, what is the prize that we're running for? What is the prize that, that I'm trying to get to in my life? Is it a promotion? Is it a pay rise? Is it a house? Is it a family? So they're the little steps along the way, but, but I think the, the prize is eternity with him. The prize is living life in a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, and yeah, there's, there's little stages. There's little obstacles. There's little things along the way that, that mean that, yes, I've, I've ticked this off. Yes, I've accomplished that, and that, that's awesome. But the ultimate prize isn't to get the promotion. The ultimate prize isn't to get the family. The ultimate prize isn't to get the house. The ultimate prize isn't to, to do these things. The ultimate prize is to live a life under him. Live a life of relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I want to put it to you this morning that if you're fatigued, if you're under the pump, if you feel like you're, you're losing the race, if you feel like the, the, the rest of the pack, all I could think of was Peloton, but we're talking about running, but that's riding, but the rest of the group of runners has, has left you behind. If you feel like you're Stephen Bradbury and the skaters have just taken off around the corner and what do I do? Chin up. Keep going. Chin up. Push on towards the price. Look to the Father. Chin up. Instead of looking down at the problems, instead of trying to work out how am I going to get over this obstacle, just keep your eyes up on the prize, Jesus Christ, and he'll get you through. Keep your eyes up on the prize and it's a lot easier. It relaxes you so that you can breathe easily, so that your output is maximised. See, when we've got our eyes on him, things become easier. It doesn't mean there's not obstacles. It doesn't mean that there's not things that we've got to duck under. It doesn't mean that sometimes we don't trip up. See, when we've got our eyes on our father, as a kid, doesn't mean that we don't get full off our bike. Doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes. Doesn't mean that we always listen. But kids always come back. Kids always come back to their father and go, I'm sorry. Kids always come back to their mother and say, I'm sorry, to whoever it is. And so I want to encourage you this morning, chin up. You've got this. Chin up. You can do it. Chin up. Whatever it is you're facing in your life today, whatever it is, keep your chin up. Keep your eyes on the prize.
Jesus Christ. And so we've said a lot about keeping your eyes on the prize. I'd love you to just close your eyes. See, because it all is, it all is, it is all about relationship with him. Our Father in heaven. Because I don't know where you're at. I don't know how your life's tracking. I don't know whether you've started the race. Whether you've fallen behind, whether you're running so far ahead. You don't know where the rest of the people are. Maybe you've stumbled and fallen recently. Wherever you are, can I encourage you today, chin up. Keep your eyes on Him. See, for me, I grew up in church. Going to Sunday school learning about the Bible, singing the songs, going through the motions. There was a moment in time for me at a youth camp in 2002 when sitting in a meeting like this, hearing a message meant to be, sent to be, don't be afraid of your destiny, it clicked And I went from knowing about him to entering into a relationship with him. So I don't know where you've come from. I don't know what your journey is. But I'd love to pray a prayer with you today. To invite Jesus Christ into your heart. To ask for forgiveness and to commit to walking with Him, following Him, keeping your eyes on the prize, Jesus Christ, for the rest of your days. Don't want to embarrass anyone in any way, so I'm not going to ask you to come out of the front, but I'd love to pray a prayer with you after the meeting. And so for me to do that, I'd love you to just slip your hand up where you sit. Say, John, that's me. I want to pray that prayer with you come find you after the meeting we'll pray that prayer start on a journey of walking with Jesus Christ or maybe you stumbled and fell you need to come back to him today you need to get your chin back up get up and keep running the race is there anyone here today that for the first time need to make a commitment to start walking with Jesus. Might be the second, might be the third. Make a recommitment to to get back up and keep running. Is there anyone here today? Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. 
Father, I just pray for every person sitting in this meeting. God, from the front to the back. Father, I pray that we'd be people that keep our chin up. God, we'd be people that push on towards the prize. God, that is where running through life, dodging obstacles, stumbling, falling, getting back up again. God, I pray that we'd be people that keep our chin up. God, I pray that we'd be people that keep our eyes on you. So Father, as we head into the week, God, help us to keep on keeping on. God, help us to push through. Help us to focus on you. In Jesus' name, amen.